<laughs> Welcome to Denby Does Dharma. I'm joined by two beautiful sisters who I have uh, had the pleasure of interviewing separately. And now it's just such a joy to have them both here together. Sarita Soul and Tara Love Perry. Welcome, beautiful ones. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Fantastic. Yes, yeah, pleasure and an honour. Beautiful. All the way from the other side of the world. So, um, Sarita, for anyone who's on my channel who's not familiar with your work, although for both of you, anyone who's not familiar with your work, I think there's a very few small percentage on the planet now because you, you are, your work is just going everywhere and helping so many people. But a little bit of intro about your, you and your journey and your work, sweetheart, would be great. And then we'll go to Tara. Yes, thank you. Um, well, I'm a shamanic practitioner and basically... Um, I'm holding sacred circle for people. I'm teaching them to understand that they are alchemists and we have these divine vessels that connect us to earth and cosmos. So I'm teaching a lot of meditation online, doing a lot of retreats, helping people to transmute and see their shadows. Um, and I'm beginning to work in sort of in, in, in groups really doing something that I call consciousness technology. So just exploring the whole kind of manifestation healing um you know mix really and seeing what works and just assisting people in these quite exciting but challenging times so yeah that's me wonderful thanks sweetheart and tara <laughs> yeah and and your work looks like i've not actually met you in real life sarita but when i looked on your websites and i was checking out your youtube channel it looks absolutely amazing mm. darling i was just like wow <laughs> Thank yeah, you. it's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I'm a self-love teacher, essentially. I started off soul reading many years ago, and I still do that. I still do one-to-one -one soul readings for people. But my main, uh, main mission on the planet is to help people realize that everything that they're looking for is inside of them. And it's all based on self-love, unconditional. Yeah. And unconditional is something that uh, most people are not used to. A lot of people don't know what unconditional love looks like or feels like, except we do. And, uh, and it's our true nature. It's who we were born as unconditionally loving little beings in spirit and in body. And it's our, it's our true nature. And so I help people back to their true nature of unconditional self-love. And it basically heals everything. I'm not going, I mean, there's so many stories on my website. Um, I've put it into a seven step process for people a seven step conversation that takes people through acknowledgement and forgiveness and, and gratitude and various stages of that journey to to unconditional self-love but essentially that's what I do and you can I'm actually giving away um, access it's my Christmas gift to the world at the moment and uh, free access to something I've called self-love club which is a whole load of guided healing journeys meditations all kinds of stuff it's like literally tons and tons of stuff that I used to charge for and now I'm just giving it to my to anybody who wants it for Christmas so if you want to go and find that on my website go ahead and um, yeah like literally it's one of those things that everybody needs isn't it it's like what you do you know we all mm. that soul retrieval that self-healing it's it's everything it, it changes your inner world and it transforms the outer reality so I always recommend doing the inner work first or inner love. Yeah, that's beautiful, darling. And Sarita, you're doing a, a mother, I keep getting your emails about the mother wound work or the groups that you're doing as well. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? that? 
Yeah, I'm just that's so beautiful, Tara. And you're you're so right. It's unconditional love. It heals everything. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I've just started doing this this um, workshop that I've I've done it twice now with two quite big groups, and I suddenly realised that we were all carrying this thing that I call the mother wound. Like everybody I meet has got an issue with their mother. And um, it was infringing and impinging on people's ability to uh, mother themselves, connect their divine feminine, and more importantly, which is what I think is so important now, connect to Mother Earth Gaia. Because a lot of the work that I do is about the realization that we're not, yes, we have to do this inner work, obviously, um, but we're all kind of cells on this body of Gaia. And actually when we all do the, when we can all really um, connect into that body, we create a living organism and system that is healthy and functioning and communicating with one another. So I've been doing the mother wound and it's it's really beautiful work and it's healed. Just teaching it has healed my relationship with my mother, which is just extraordinary, you know. Um, and obviously it's this wound as well, which you'll both know, and which is really coming up at the moment with these persecution energies that we're seeing on the planet, is that we've had mothers um, stifling their daughters and stopping their daughters from speaking the truth because of this wound yeah. that went all the way back from to the, to the witch hunts, basically. And so, it, it's just it's just another example of the inversion of the matrix you know stopping your own daughters from expressing who they are as intuitives and um you know divine beings and so that wound is a really old wound and it's coming up so much right now um so yeah I've been doing that work and it's it's really emotional you know everybody starts crying it's a five-hour workshop they start weeping almost from the moment we begin (laughs) and then at the end of it you know they're just it, all of this stuff has really cleared and they they found this this new connection yeah, to yeah. their first mother which is which is mother earth so i've been doing that and it's yeah it's, it's really emotional and beautiful work yeah. so it's yeah i've been enjoying that divine. divine i can feel it um i mean because yeah. between the three of us we've been doing this our work in various forms and i'm you know even though we've been obviously having you no know, mini sabbaticals in between to recharge ourselves but you know for a good couple of decades each of us and I have this conversation with my, you know, my healing, my teaching sisters here in Australia. I'd love to get your perspectives on this because we are like, we look at each other and we talk to each other and go, seriously, what is happening now? Like I have never had to use every single tool in my shamanic toolbox at the same time ever before. And none of us can ever recall, you know, anything being this intense globally, like a blanket situation. So, and so we're feeling it and you guys are feeling it obviously and we're having to process this ourselves and then offer help and support to other people it's no wonder everybody is adrenally fatigued and absolutely exhausted at this point so um tara from your perspective and what you're seeing with people and obviously this is about unconditional love self-love to honor yourself and make you know i see determine just what you're prepared to do to protect your sovereign your sovereignty and your sovereign self in regards to you know these jabs etc we don't have to worry about language or things that we're talking about here we can use the v words if we want to okay. today um because i'm going to put it on other channels as well if it gets some um, taken off the this one um so let's just speak honestly and frankly um but yeah what, how are you seeing things unfolding in your community and, and also with your group of sisters and mentors how they're coping with everything that's happening at the moment energetically Mm, thank you. Well, 
I want to go back to it's it's got stuck in my head what you said a, a few sentences ago. Uh, the self-love being, yes, what you put in your body, what you don't put in your body, your sovereignty. But I feel like what I'm seeing personally through my eyes is not just, it is a matter of practical, what will you put in your body? What water will you drink? What air will you breathe? How do you relate to your human organism? Mm. And how do you relate to your mother in that symbiotic relationship? And what you were saying there, Sarita, that's a whole, I know that that's a big road we can go down of like, What's wrong with earth? Oh, we disconnected from our mother, the mother wound. It's huge. Mm. And, and going into that in a much bigger, bigger picture kind of a way. Mm. And yes, it's the witch hunt. But I feel like if women were able to be sabotaged, then there was a weakness. There was an ignorance. There was a lack of something for us to be able to have been through that period in history and for history to repeat itself. Because where there's a wound and it's not healed, it will repeat generation after generation after generation, and it will either be suppressed, denied, medicated, cut out, or it will mutate and appear as something something far more uh, powerful up through the surface. I was raised with a homeopath. My mother was a homeopath, so I learned a lot about mm. healing and and the you know how that works as a child. And so I feel like what we're seeing now is a suppression of, of many, many thousands of years. Mm. And it's the separation wound, the original separation wound, that because we are human, we are not divine. And there's this huge gap between divinity and humanity, which creates the inferiority, superiority complex in human beings. One minute we like to think, oh, I'm better than everyone else and I'm more important and I do deserve and I do deserve and I do, you know, that. <laughs> and then there's the, uh, the, the other one, the, the polarity where we swing the other way and I'm nothing and I'm inferior and, you know, I you know, don't deserve anything and I'm not worthy. And human beings swing between those two things. I'm divine. No, I'm nothing. And I feel like this is where that wound has not been healed for so long collectively obviously you know individually mm. we're having to go through that rite of passage in a way to know ourselves to finally not be stuck in a duality reality you know i'm black i'm white i'm the, i'm good i'm bad i'm superior i'm inferior whatever that is it's like we're we're going through this rite of passage of seeing life in all of its shadow in all of its light in all of its complexity in its divine feminine in its divine masculine in its divinity in its humanity and that we are all of that and it's like a birthing of consciousness for humanity coming out of the ignorance to know who we truly are and and that's a healing of the original separation wound necessary in order to see oneself and to see life through those clean eyes if you like, cleaning away that wounding, cleaning away the fake reality. But until we do, and that's what I'm seeing, people on that journey, right? And that's what I've always seen is people on that journey since I was a little kid have been watching this. And so here we are. And it's like, if you don't heal your own separation wound, you're going to be more polarized, more polarized and more polarized. Until that wound gets so bad, I'm separate from Mother Earth, I'm separate from my family, I'm separate from all that I can relate to, you know, maybe even separated from your mental health or separated from your freedom or even separated from your body, 
because you didn't value it and love it enough <laughs> to hold on to it, you yeah. know, and you go through the soul cycle and you come back in and uh, at some point take another form, another body where you're going to be learning the same lesson. Yeah. So you get it in this life or you get it in the next one or you get it in the next one. But here we have an incredible opportunity for mass awakening. There is this portal of consciousness that is open to us right now where we can actually realize who we truly are and, and see ourselves through the eyes of the divine, that we are unconditional love and what that really means. Or we can not. We can be in ignorance. We can be in blindness. We can be in fear. We can separate. We can judge. We can try and hide or we can, you know, whatever, fight, carry on doing the same old fighting. But you can't fight your own wound. You can't fight your own separation wound. And that shadow that that brings up and that ignorance that that shows up in front of you, like it's real. So I feel like, you know, all this, this fighting is it's one way of doing it, but I don't think it's going to get people where they want it to go. I, I think it has to be an inward turning self-realization journey at this point. I, I think that's what it is collectively. Yeah. I love listening to you, Tara. It's just I just go into this trance and this is like your wisdom is just amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's uh no, thank you for giving me up the opportunity to say that. No, it's beautiful. And and I watched this um, I think it was probably recorded in filmed rather in probably the 70s or the 80s. It's a black and white little video of the Hoppy prophecy and this particular elder. Um uh, and he was traveling the world at the time and he was actually he had this you know, chalkboard outline and he was um, explaining the stories of how we've been at this precipice twice before. And now just what you said, we're at this point again, this juncture, are we going to get with the program or are we going to continue to keep separating further from Earth? And if we do do that and we go through that technological you know bandwidth then we're going to lose we're going to lose ourselves completely and um i'll come back to that because there was something that he said in that which i'd love to get both of your perspectives on because i was just like wow that's happening now that's kind of freaky because <laughs> i know everything that he said was kind of you know it touched uh something very deep within me as, it, as it, i'm sure you guys and anyone who watches that but um Sarita, what's what's your take on all that? I know it's going to be the same sort of thing in a in a different language because <laughs> we've got the shamanic earth loving um, thing in, in common. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is the same sort of thing. We are at a choice point for humanity, mm. and um, what I'm seeing is that there's this, you know, this pressure is being applied, and to me, I feel like it's like um, a boil where all the you know, all the pus is coming out. It's the same thing, to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. And I think no one can get away from this. And what I'm seeing in people is their deepest, darkest shadows, their real wounding is coming up. And it's different for everybody. Some people are, you know, having, you know, it's, it's about abandonment. Some people it's about victimhood. Some people it's about, you know, it's, it's just all different. It's about their relationships. You know, whatever is your deepest thing is coming up. And so people are really having a challenging time because it, their personal stuff is coming up and then they're in this revelation of, you know, of, the, of the darkest of reality is being shown to them basically. And it's about taking responsibility and the realization that we've permissioned this, We're living in a free will universe. And yes, we can be tricked 
and coerced and manipulated and bribed and all of those things to behave in certain ways. But at the end of the day, um, it's about permissioning. And it truly is a, you know, Tara's so right. It's about self-love. And what I'm seeing is that there are people, everyone's different, you know, at different levels on their awakening journey. And the, the vaccine is really interesting because because that's a very physical thing in many ways. And a lot of people are just, they're not on a spiritual journey necessarily. They're just awakening into their physicality. You know, how embodied are they upon this planet? And so for a lot of people, it's like, wait a minute, you want to put this thing in my body without my permission. And so if you like, their, 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 their internal flame is rising and they're loving them in, in themselves enough to say, um, actually, I'm going to put a boundary here and I'm going to say no. And we've been taught, we've been conditioned in an inversion that you, um, that you sacrifice yourself for others. That is just, that's horrific. That's sacrifice, that's satanic, it's an inversion of, um, of, of what it means to be an organic, divine human being. You love yourself first and from that you emit this frequency that then permissions other people to love themselves too. So, so on a very kind of fundamental physical level, a lot of people are waking up and understanding that boundaries are important. You know, we're in this, with this physical container that holds the divine, well, well what is your boundary? You know, how much are you gonna love that, that essence? So some people are waking up like that. Some people are waking up to the psychological mind control marketing campaign that we're in and how inverted that is. So they're beginning to look at, their thoughts, how, you know, what thoughts are theirs and what thoughts are not. So they've got that going on. Then there's the emotional layer where people are waking up. And obviously for many people who are obviously on this channel, it's about the energetics and the spiritual aspects. And obviously these layers, we all know this, you clear one layer and then the next one comes up and it's all just multi-layered because we're multi-dimensional beings. So what I'm seeing is that people are being sort of stressed and pushed into it's like a volcanic eruption of all the yuck coming up and and this pressure is being applied and it feels like the pre the pressures in the external reality but obviously we all know we're living in a holographic reality and our thoughts and feelings so what happens on the inside is what creates this light show laser projection on the outside and a lot of people are not at that stage they don't realize they're living in a holographic universe or that everything is a mirror to what they think and feel but they are waking up that they now have the power to not comply to say no to say i love myself too much to do this and uh not 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 for my kids you know or however they're saying that they're beginning to realize that the change they want to see in the external has got to come from within even if at this point all it is is non-compliance for us mm. it's much more about diving into the shadow where yeah. have we been holding victimhood and perpetratorship and all those dense frequencies so everyone's sort of doing it to different degrees mm. but um that's what I feel is happening they're feeling this pressure and it's not something that they can escape although there are groups of people that are in the face of this pressure absolutely going into numbingness and they're going into do you know what I'm going to abdicate my entire self and I'm going to give it to you to control there are groups of people doing that and that's sort of alluding to what you were talking to Denby you know there is for me a timeline reality split going on 
there there's there's a cohesion of a bunch of people um coming together in this unification okay yes we all individuated expressions but a unification that it's now time to step up elevate our frequency take responsibility for what we've permissioned and move forward and there is a bunch of people who are just simply not ready to do that um and they're making a choice point in a different direction so do i am feeling this this thing, I don't think it's, uh, do we either all choose to assimilate into this AI disempowerment thing, or do we all choose to ascend in our consciousness? I think there's a definite split and probably a myriad of things going on in between that we can't perceive. Mm. That's what mm. I'm seeing at the moment. Yeah, and that eclipse, guys, like last week, 10 days ago, that was an absolute cracker. Um, and, I, you know, a huge shift. And I, I felt that and I interpret that as, as you say, Sarita, um, the two timelines, song lines, division, you know, the, the extinction timeline, as I've nicknamed that one, and then the ascension timeline. And, you know, which is, you know, I even wrote about the other day, like, are we actually here to unify duality or is that just for us to unify within ourselves? And then when we do that, that takes us out of the matrix that is duality that everyone else is still meant to be in until they come to their own you know, um, pathway and, and reconciliation with that. I mean, who knows? But you can definitely feel that whoever's chosen whichever pathway and neither's better or worse and not criticising anybody, everyone's got their own karmic stories that they need to fulfil here, obviously, around self-love and sovereignty but it's like it's almost like you feel like you need a loud hailer to communicate with one another because there's so there's so much more distance between the two frequencies now I've felt that in the last week and a half have you guys felt that at all or seen that Tara? you know what I honestly can't answer because I just feel like I my whole life people have said to me Tara come down to reality come and live in the reality that I live in. And I tried it for a while and I really struggled and I really suffered like everyone else. And I got more people around me and I sort of became more popular and, uh, you know, suffering, struggling, broke, single mum. I did that story really brilliantly. And, um, but that's just not who I am. I, I live in my, my own reality, which is love. And I've always lived in that reality. I've embodied it a lot more and that's been a hell of a journey. And having, you know, gone through the, you know, the, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, the physical and everything in between. And that still happens. It's an endless journey. I don't think it's ever done. So I, I kind of smir smile a little bit like that when people say, oh, I, I'm finished my healing now. I was like, yeah, right. No one is. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like I'm perfect or exempt. See you at the huh? See you in a couple of years after a few more rites of passage. And then yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, don't speak too soon kind of thing because it will bite you in the backside. Yep. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I do say that with fun because it is a game. It's a game of hide and seek. Like I said, who are we really? Am I this shadow person? Am I this mental case? Am I this unworthy, unlovable? You know, no, that's not the truth. So we're really looking for our true selves. And it's all a game of hide and seek at the end of the day. But I do live in my own bubble of reality. And my last two years have been phenomenal. I'm not, I'm, I'm, my life just gets better and better. So yes, I can see what's going on on the outside 
And I do get concerned and I'm a huge empath. So yes, I feel it massively. And then I process those feelings and work through it and love those feelings too on behalf of myself because I'm feeling it and on behalf of humanity because we're all feeling it. We're all feeling it, right? We're all feeling it. We're all sensitive, empathic little babies that feel everything. Some of us know how to go towards it. Others just run away from it, right? And try and block it off. But it helps when you go towards it instead of running away. It helps when you go towards any fear instead of running away. It helps when you go towards your own nightmares, your own shadows, your own, you know, perceptions, your own emotions, and just go and love the heck out of them like they're a little baby and a little child inside of you and not this big monster that you think it is. And I suppose just from many, many years of doing that, my reality is amazing, you know? So I sound really like, <laughs> I don't know how that sounds, I, I but that's that. how I live my life. That's how I live. And like I was just saying to you, you ladies, I've just come back from a trip to, uh, to Italy. And yes, it's bad situation here in France and in Italy. It's green pass everywhere. You can't get into a, a lot of cafes for a cup of tea in the morning if you don't have your green pass. Um, However, I just tell people be more Jedi, you know, be a Jedi, you know, these are not the droids you're looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Bless, bless the people. You can see that they're afraid. And I think a lot of people like that story you were telling about the, you're buying your fridge earlier, Sarita, um, before we started filming. I think people are terrified because they've been told, like I was on a market in uh, Firenze in Florence and the guy in the market was getting really anxious. He was looking at me and smiling and, and kind, but then he, he came up to me and he was like, please wear your mask because if somebody catches me, I'm going to get fined 500 euros. And I, he's a market stall owner. He doesn't have 500 euros spare. You know, he's, he's scared. They've got their livelihoods enough after having it taken away for such a long time and so I don't blame anybody for saying I'm going to do what I'm told because I'm scared. I'm going to make you, I'm going to be a little Nazi and I'm going to make you show me your green pass. I'm going to make you, you know, have that tattoo barcode on your arm because I'm so scared. So everybody do as we're told so we don't get more told off. You know, it's like the little inner child is freaking out. Yeah. And, that's, that's and you can't blame people for that. No, of course not. And that's what happens when we, I was talking about this with a friend today, when we separate ourselves uh, from that slavery matrix and we start to you know, come up a little bit and look around, see all the other people in the pods or you know, whatever visual works for people, you start mm -hmm. to go and you get that taste of freedom and, and that taste of like, oh my God, this is, there is something else on the other side that I wasn't aware of. Um, then we're all on our own journey with that, obviously. And, and certainly with the unconditional love, Tara, I know it's, it's being, we, I mean, as you said, both of you said before and in other conversations with both of you as well, like our work is never ending. So we get to a certain phase and then we just you know, integrate that and we hum along and there'll be something else that will come along that will make us feel very challenged in ourselves. that we've got to look at our own shadow again and go to that next level within ourselves so we can hold space, whether it's just for our family or our clients or the planet, depending on you know, the level of work that each one of us has chosen to do with our capacity, with our gifts. It's a, just a constant phase of, 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 of shedding, of loving everything to death and then moving into the next expression of ourselves. So, yeah, it's, but it's, I'd love to get you to um, respond to this as well, Sarita. 
I'm getting clients and also people that, you know, my, my supporters, I call them, I don't like to have followers, I like the, the energy of supporters, um, all saying, especially the ones that are working with clients now, we're at that point where, yes, we have, you know, compassion and, and patience and, and um, you know, acceptance for people making their own choices around these injections, for example, but a lot of them are feeling, um, I don't feel safe enough for whatever reason to still treat them, to have them in my clinic to, um, you know, I don't want those who have had the injection to be in my personal space. Um, so I'm counselling quite a few people through that to try and get them to, and they've got to make their own choice, of course, but, and I had to go through this myself too, of going, well, if I'm going to discriminate against people who have had this injection, then that's not me walking my truth in this lifetime, saying that I'm here to be a healer and support everybody. You know, Jesus hugged lepers apparently. So we really shouldn't be concerned about catching anything because mm -hmm. we, we know we can't. But I had to go through my own process of going, right, well, I don't want to discriminate and I need to hold space for these people. But I also, like Sarita said, I need to honour my boundaries as well and make sure that I'm safe and protected and, and strong to be able to do my work for other people. So... Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, I, I say that to the people who are asking me and, and I say, well, you have to make your own decision with that. You understand, you know, germ theory, terrain theory, you know, you can't catch this. It's all frequency. If you're working with frequency, you can protect yourself. Um, and then you have to make your own choice whether you're going to be discriminatory or not. Um, Sarita, how, how are you? Are you having that dialogue with people and, and clients and students or not? Um, yeah, so it's it's been... Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah, I've got clients who who've had the vaccine and they're coming to me because, um, well, obviously they're having physical issues, but more they feel like there's an entity inside them. They feel like there's something inside them that's not them that they've noticed since they've had it. Um, and I'll talk about that a, a bit more in a minute. But basically, um, you know, I've gone through this journey myself and I think this is the perpetual journey that we're all on. We start doing this thing, people who are not in our reality behave in different ways to us. So, you know, a lot of my family members took it, not my not my husband and my children, but a lot of my family members. And I went through the disbelief, the anger, um, you know, the abandonment, went through all of the things that we all go through when people who are in our reality don't behave in ways that we think that they should. And this is obviously all ego. And it's actually all opportunity to, like we've been talking about, and to clear stuff that you're holding within you. So I've, you know, like so many, I've just cleared so much, so much stuff on like steroids in the last two years. And so when the um, when the vaccine first came out, I immediately, without even realizing it, and I live in rural France on my own, started to get symptoms of shedding. This is before shedding was even a thing that we knew about. So I live in rural France, wasn't seeing anybody. And as the vaccines came in, I started to get irregular periods, all weird stuff going on. I was like, what on earth is going on here? So I, I was picking up stuff in the field, not even being in the company of people. And, um, oh, sorry, I think my light just went funny. Yeah, so, and basically, I think this is the thing, is that we are obviously energetic beings and even our matter is just energy oscillating basically and we have these electromagnetic fields around our bodies these biofields and as in an empathic collective species that's frequency based 
what's actually happening is that all the light frequency information is going on in the biofield. And what started to happen to me naturally is my biofield started to adapt to the situation. And we're mm -hmm. alchemists, we transmute stuff. I mean, basically we're, we, we, we manifest matter mostly unconsciously all of the time, we're manifesting our reality. And we have these extraordinary capacity, capacity we'll, we'll, we'll create a consciousness. And I think what happens is our biofields, because we're an empathic species, entangle with other people's biofields. And this is how you, you catch a virus. You pick up the information because you're empathic, you take it on board and you transmute it, especially if you're a healer or an you know full on empath. Obviously some people are numb to it, some people are more sensitive. And so I think that naturally we've been transmuting the negative effects of the vaccine in other people. And certainly what's happened to me in the beginning, so then I started to um, physically be in the presence of people who've been vaccinated and it was like being hit by a truck sometimes. Like I would literally come in near somebody. I mean, it was just, it was a physical full on whack, okay? And over, and, and, and of course it frightened me. I'm, I'm just a normal person. So I had to go through the thing, facing my fear of death, of, of, of disease, not being good enough. You know, if I'm going to teach this stuff, oh my God, I'm getting sick myself. You know, how can I even possibly teach manifesting when I can't do it myself? I went through all of that, you know, rubbish, bullshit stuff that you go through and, um, and facing who I am and acknowledging who I am and loving all the bad bits and the good bits and the fear bits and everything. And then after a time, it got to a stage where I can be with anybody and now people come here and I can physically heal them. But in the beginning, the first time I tried to heal someone who'd been vaccinated, I think I managed three minutes before I could not handle it anymore. I literally felt this black tentacle like creature trying to squeeze my heart. And it was really interesting when the Hydra thing came out because I'd been seeing these black squid like energetic shapes in the fields for ages. And I was like, they look lost. Like, I, don't, I didn't know what they were, but they, they, had a, they had an energy that they looked lost. And then the vaccine thing started happening and it was not these miniature squid things, but these big black tentacle like squeezing thing, the heart center, and that makes sense. I feel like the vaccine is attacking the heart. And of course, the truth is we're heart centered empathic beings. So that is going to frighten us. But I think if you can understand truly how um, dis-ease works, how we catch viruses, which is actually entanglement through our biofields, then you begin to, to, to be less fearful of what is going on. And yes, of course, if we don't want to be discriminated against, we, we have to stand in that truth and, and not discriminate ourselves. And that's another process I've been going through. You know, we're angry with people, you know, we, we've been abandoned, we've been persecuted in all these lifetimes and whatever, and we have to face all of that stuff. And now I'm beginning to feel a lot more empathy for all of these people. Uh, yeah, it, I still feel infuriated that people are um, complying and then set it, like, like Tara's talking about in the market, that guy by complying is setting himself up to lose his money. It's his setup. He can blame Tara for not wearing a mask if he wants, but that's not, the, that's not what's actually going on. He's making that choice. And going back to what you said right at the beginning, Denby, is 
I think what this is doing is it's showing people the nature of reality. We used to think we were plonked in a reality. We were walking around in a reality that was dictated to us. And now we're beginning to see that people live in completely different realities than we do. So we can give them facts and figures about the vaccine and they just, they can't hear us or understand what we're saying. We don't make any sense to them. It's different realities. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's brilliant, really, because we're really being shown the nature of the game. Yeah. So that's where um, I am in treating clients. And I imagine um, Tara's probably on a on a similar thread. I don't know, it'd be interesting to hear what, what's been going on with you, Tara. Yeah, can continue on after that, Tara, darling. Oh, my God, and everything you just said, Sarita, I totally love you. And I completely agree with everything you've just said. And you said it brilliantly. And, and it makes sense when you explain the biosphere to everybody. So I think that's super helpful that you've done that. And um, I agree with you. I mean, I got COVID in January 2020 before it was a thing. And I was super sick, I have to say, for months. And I'm a super healthy person. I learned my lesson with nutrition 24 years ago. I had to heal myself through nutrition and, and love my body more and love my life more and choose life. I actually had to choose life because when I was 24, I was not in my body I was so overwhelmed with other people's emotions. I was so empathic and I didn't realize nobody was teaching empathy at the time. I had no idea that what I was feeling was literally everybody else except me because I wasn't in my own body to feel myself. Mm. And I was numb. I was in a very scary, controlling marriage uh, where I was, I was a total victim. It was like a, it was a total psycho. And I, and I was just this frail little fairy and, and I relate to that numbing out. I was thinking about that when you were saying it, Sarita. It was like, I know what that feels like to numb out and not be able to deal with anything and just go, I'm just going to do as you tell me because I don't know what the fuck else to do. <laughs> I, I don't know who I am. I can't feel. It's overwhelming to feel. So well, let me just get out of this body and, okay, give me something that I can say, yes, it was done to me and I was a victim again. And I can check out of this life because I cannot handle being a human being. Yep. I can, I can totally relate to that. And I can, so I can understand why people would, would do that or say, yes, my body's important, but I'm really here for those who I love. And so if I, if having this injection makes me be able to see people I love and they're more important, you know, that's what's important to me, not my own body, mm. but to spend time with the people like, fair enough. I can relate to that too. And it is all about choice. It is all about choice. But like you, Sarita, I went through that, um, the many layers of the sacrificing healer, the martyr, the victim. Um, and I had that uh, exactly the same as you last, uh, was it late last spring, early summer? This, no, this year, was it last year? I lose track. What year was it? I can't remember <laughs> when the vaccine started coming out. And yeah, my I had a big blood clot. I had super regular periods. I was feeling it off everybody and I was making the and, but I but I the only time I see people is in the supermarket, right? I live in the I live in a completely isolated world and barely see anybody. So Mike, how can I get the effects of shedding? But I was picking it up. I could feel it. And similar to you, going through my own process and going, okay, am I going to separate my people, myself from people or not? And in the beginning, I wanted to. 
Mm. Absolutely. But then I realized, okay, there's physical things that you can take. There's, you know, I eat tons of wheatgrass and barley grass and all these things that I constantly consume. And there's a list of things. And we're surrounded by pine trees here. So pine needle tea and everything else. There's a list of things physically that you can take that helps with the shedding. They're available in all kinds of channels all over Telegram and everywhere else. And I, I have a list that I saved it from somebody else. But also there's the energetic. I now choose. I am in control of my reality. I am choosing, you know, to, to be love. I'm choosing to embody my true power. And as a, as, a, as, a, as a fully embodied being, why would we be afraid of anything? You know, why would we? Mm. But there are stages to getting there. Of course. And there are, there are still more stages after that because we don't stop learning. You can't, there's no end to love and there's no end to, to learning. Mm. So it's an ongoing journey and there's always going to be another learning curve. And that's what I love. It keeps you humble. And when you're humble, your heart stays open and the love keeps pouring in. <laughs> so it's like, it just works. It's genius, isn't it? This fractal reality. <laughs> it's genius. It's just constantly brilliant. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I, and I agree with you, Sarita. We are, this is about fifth dimension. And, and to understand what that really means, it means that you become a master of your reality. It becomes that you are a co-creator with life that you are embodying your angelic or fifth dimensional or unconditional love frequency. And when I see that in energetic terms, it's completely golden, like heaven, you know, how we imagine heaven or the beautiful sunset or the golden, the golden uh, halo around the saints. That's the, that's the angelic field. We have the physical, the emotional, the mental, the, the psychic. We have, we have all these layers and angelic or fifth dimensional is one of them. So it's a, for me, it's about embodying that, that we already are. It's, it's about taking up that space and becoming conscious in that self, uh, sense of self. Okay. And once you're in that angelic field, fully anchored into the body, of course, because that's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. You can't do it by getting out of the body and leaving your body. <laughs> you have to do it in the body. Mm. And when you do, it's like you, I experience, like you were saying, Sarita, I'm like, I don't feel affected. I've just been in everywhere, only surrounded by people who are showing a green pass. <laughs> hundreds, of, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in art galleries and in restaurants and everywhere that we went, which was incredible. And I feel great. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? It's, it's both things. I would say, you know, take, take your supplements and make a decision and choose your reality and co-create mm. with love, with unconditional, what would love choose? Yeah. When you really love yourself and therefore, when you really love yourself, there's no barrier between you and everybody else. Mm. Mm. And also- Is there, when you love yourself, it's like, you, you see everybody else as, a, as another you. And I'm not saying, you know, I walk around like that constantly. No, I still go, mm, you, you know, and get annoyed at people. <laughs> I'm not like saintly or anything, but you know, <laughs> it's a different perspective. It's a different reality. And that's, that's what's really happening is to master our reality, to choose our reality. And I really feel that this is the whole point of the jab. So yes, it's on a physical level, but before we had this jab, it was on a mental level. 
We've been prepared for this for a very long time, prepared for one of these things, the swine flu or the, the mad cow disease, or one of these things to catch on, right? And for people to get scared enough to, for it to everybody to, to go with it. There's been, that's been in the mental field for a long time. Before that, it was a, it was a spiritual war. It's this, this spiritual war between light and dark has been happening for a very, very long time. And physically, it's happened before, too, when people were put, you know, there's been wars and uh, incarcerations and mass genocides. And it's like now the reality that's been in pockets of the world has caught up with everybody and it's on all levels. Mm-hmm. So we have to make, you know, we have that that point of choice on every single one of those levels, like coming back to what you were saying earlier, Denby, you know, um, about the, the the physical and the mental and the emotional. Mm. And it's really important that people understand that. Why are our lives different than B3 to myself and people similar to us? Because we choose it to be so. Because mm. we say, my reality is love. My reality is compassion. My reality is peace. My reality is like everybody heals. Yes, I can heal, you know, through my frequency. I can help heal others. That's my reality. Therefore, it is. Or you choose your reality where you're a prisoner and you're stuck and you have to comply and your children are going to be taken away if you don't and your job's going to be taken, you know, and your entire world falls apart. You Mm. can choose that reality as well. And it's up to us. Um, So I think on a big picture, again, that's that's really what it's all about. It's, you know, you want to move into fifth dimension, which is here. It's already on the planet. That energy frequency is it. And it's been here for a while. And it's just a matter of time or a matter of choice if you move into that and say, okay, I'm not a victim. I don't have to martyr. Sacrifice is not the way to God or the way to freedom or the way to being good or the way to being loved either. That's, that's just old paradigm rubbish. It's not actually true. It's just programming to keep everybody small and everybody in victim. It's not actually true. So what is the truth? You are a co-creator of the human and divine realms, squashed into two, married together, a baby of the human and the divine, and you have unconditional self-love and free will at your disposal. Mm. So it's, <laughs> I think that's what the whole thing is about. Yep. Mic drop for Tara. Amazing. <laughs> also, the other thing is it's like we've been entrained to because the human body, if you put it in the right environment, it just heals. That's what the human body does. Yes. And, you, you know, and if you look at the work of Bruce Lipton, so he discovered that basically it's not your genetic, it's not the gene that programs the cell. It's the exterior reality sends signals to the nucleus, that sends signals to the gene to tell it whether it's in a good environment or a bad environment. And then the gene adapts accordingly. So... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If you put the body in a good environment, there's no reason why it would ever even die. That's another program as well. So it's like what we're witnessing now is, is this, it's like a re, you know, it's like, it's, well, I would say it's coming from the archonic force, but basically it's more pressure and more programming that we are going to die. Okay. And and so this is what's happening as well. You've got all of these people who have looked at death, have faced it, have, have decided to look fear in the face. And, and, and despite all, to live in an environment which is love, 
or health or trust, or all of those things that we're talking about compassion. And then their cells, the new, you know, the, the, the DNA code literally responds to that. But then, you know, like, like Tara says, it's, it's, it, the, there's, there's a reason why there's the, the injection and why it's all about the body, because are you going to understand that or are you going to choose to be disempowered and believe that you are in an environment which is um, attacking you? Mm-hmm. basically you know are you going to choose being under attack or are you going to choose mm-hmm. you know and and we're literally just programming our dna by the way that we feel i mean yeah. that's just that's what science you know the study of epigenetics has discovered yeah basically totally. our bodies are just amazing we really mm-hmm. don't need to do anything but like enjoy <laughs> they just like fix themselves <laughs> you know yeah. so i think it's really important to know that because we've been programmed to believe that you know, we've, we've just literally just now been programmed to believe that our immune systems don't work properly and they're so injected with stuff. I know. Isn't that just nuts? I mean, I, I just, I can't, we can't lose our sense of humour. When I hear stuff like that, Sarita, I just go, oh, my gosh. Like, you just have to have a giggle and just go, okay, so these vaccines have been around for, what, 150 years? So how do we survive as a species through for so long without these things? Well, we had bush medicine, we had plant medicine and, and we had immune systems, of course, but now, of course, they're, they're um, being deteriorated, obviously. And what you have both said is just encapsulate everything that, like so close to my own heart as well. And that's a big part of why I think I'd actually already spoken with you, Tara. I think we'd both done our, you know, I'd interviewed you and you'd interviewed me. And then I came across Sarita or Sarita was already there. And I watched, I can't remember which video it was about her uh, that she'd done. And I was, and you were speaking about frequency. And at that point, and this is at the beginning of the whole shit show. And I was like talking about frequency as well, saying the fear frequency has been interwoven, spell cast, a dark occult, you no, know, et cetera, into that program or that field, the collective field. And that's what people are picking up on because you can't catch a virus. You can't, you know, it's like life happens for us, not to us. The world's not out there to get us everything if we believe as spiritual beings and i know you two believe this as well if we bring everything in the the different layers of our auric field um you know it's encapsulated in that field to come out whenever at whatever age through circumstances to help us evolve and clear our karmic stories then that's not life happening at us you know that's us co-creating and working with ourselves so therefore you can't nothing can actually harm you from outside yourself either because it would already be programmed within the layers of that field. You know, it didn't make any sense to me. And the more that I felt into, of course, you know, at that point it was the virus. We didn't have the vaccines at that point. It was just like, as you say, Serena, everyone's going to die. It's like, well, newsflash, everyone is going to die at some point <laughs> in human form. You know, We're going to live past that, but it's like, this is the thing, making sure that, uh, you know, you've resolved your fear of death as best as you can. And that could possibly have many different waves to it. But um, when the when when all that sort of died down, then it was like the only way that we're all going to survive is by having these injections. Um, the first few people, because I had a few students who were coming to my practice who I could feel, there was just something different about them. And I know we've spoken about this as well individually, that you could just see it in their face and their energy was different and that they were just a different colour and something was off. And more and more of us were seeing this as more people were taking the injection. And then I started to actually feel it in my field when I was around people walking in the street or down the mall or somewhere like that. And I was there today and it felt like I was walking through glue. I had to get out like it was revolting. I couldn't even breathe um, for the frequency that I could feel. 
And it was like, okay, well, that I'm picking up on the frequency of that. And now I can actually tell the difference by just walking past someone or speaking with them or being in close proximity, whether they've had the mRNA injection or whether they've had the AstraZeneca, because my field re reacts differently with the one that's mutated the DNA. And that took me a couple of goes to figure out what that was because I was feeling just like, as you say, Sarita, we're transmuting stuff for people so often and I'm constantly doing that. But then it was like, well, I don't need to do this. I need to actually ramp up my own layers of protection and, and purification so I don't, um, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't work through my layers to affect my, my physicality, but I can still feel it and see it in the field. Have you guys had experiences with that? Start with you, Tara. No, not personally, but um, because I don't think I see enough people. Mm. I just <laughs> can, you swap places? Can, can I swap places? Yes, but having just, like, I've just been in Italy, like I said, and I was around more people than I've been around in in like ages. Mm. And um, I mean, I, the thing is, when I was young and it was the nineties, and I used to go to a lot of big raves and stuff. Mm. I wasn't a drug taker. <clears throat> I was just, you know quite pure I suppose and and like I said not in my body so I would feel everybody else's drugs you know in the 90s everybody was on ecstasy or speed or something and I would feel it around me constantly and feel everybody's emotions and feel what was really going on and it was like and I could either tap my energy into why they're taking the drug in the first place of what they were trying to escape from or I could tap my energy into the high that they were on and I could kind of choose where I wanted to sit in that environment like you said Sarita it was like okay you know I'll respond you know to the environment mm. so I would choose to, you know most often to go with the uh, with the high and just kind of hitchhike on everybody else's experience and feel it but mm. it was like being around somebody who's on a drug it you, you can feel it instantly when you're sensitive you can you can yeah just pick it up it's weird so when I first started you know being in in crowds or supermarkets with people was a lot of uh, vaccinated people it, it was felt like something similar to that it reminded me of my days in those raves I could feel it um but I suppose when I was uh, in Italy recently I wasn't really tuned in yes after a while I'm like oh my god I've got to I got to breathe there's a lack of oxygen in the air almost and it's just it, it it's a bit hard to see people in masks for prolonged periods of time you know I find it quite difficult to yeah. see that um but most of the time I'm focusing on the art or I'm focusing on the beauty and I'm not it's where I put my focus yeah right but um I didn't personally you know I couldn't tell the difference between which vaccine people have taken um I hadn't even considered that so that's amazing that you're you're picking that up and maybe that's why some people, because we've got two friends, I literally have two friends here, and they've both been that AstraZeneca, and they still have light in their eyes. Their soul is still intact. They're very beautiful people, and it doesn't seem to have impacted them. And I'm like, is that just because they are such loving people that they've somehow transmuted the effects of it? I don't know. Who knows? It could so be I'm, I'm just learning about this. I don't know. It, it could be an upgrade. I mean, there's that option too. I mean, Sarita, I'd love to you to, to address this. Like, it's it, this could by taking this there could be an up this could be the upgrade that some people need to take into the next level of their rite of passage or their spiritual awakening and those of us who are choosing or very adamant not no way never going to happen uh that we're getting upgrades in a different way or we're at a stage where we don't need to go through that particular no experience 
know what I mean? But just from the, the spiritual mm -hmm. energetic perspective. Sarita, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, so, well, I think there's, first of all, I think there's a lot of placebo going on. Um, so that's the first thing. And I think another thing to remember is that as a, especially in the West, a lot of people are already quite medicated. <laughs> so they seem normal to us because they've always been that way. And mm. so you don't see such, um, you know, if you're looking at someone who's already quite medicated and then they take the vaccine, they may not appear that different. Yeah. Um, and everybody's at different levels. So some people are more insoled and they've got the light in the, their eyes. Some are less so. Um, and I think, I think why there's quite a lot of reaction going on, it's not just a, it can't, it's not just physical things, we're not just physical beings, although we are that too. I think what's happening with a lot of those reactions is that um, the, I, I believe the vaccine to be um, a method to cut the soul out of the body. And it fractures, it's because, because it's working on a frequency of fear and separation and our nature is wholeness within this body vessel. I believe it makes cuts or, or sort of fractures of separation. And that allows that possessional energy, which so, is to me an artificial AI, satanic inverted mm -hmm. energy to come in. It's like a possessional takeover. Like any trauma can cause soul loss. Not full soul loss necessarily, but sometimes it's pieces of your soul, which we understand in shamanic terms. And I think for some people, it's so alien to what they are that they take it, it comes in and they leave, man, or they have a huge reaction. So I think there's a lot of different things going on. People are very medicalized. Um, some people are getting the placebo, but I would even say with the placebo, even if you've been lucky enough to get the placebo, you have entered into a, a, a satanic ritual sacrifice. Yeah, you've made an agreement. Yeah, you've you've you, that's what you've done. But 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 as always with humans, and it seems to be this way. Although I don't think it needs to be this way. We seem to um, expand our awareness or awaken into spirituality at times of absolute adversity. And so if you're going to inject or something, which is the antithesis of what you are, it potentially is going to propel you into an awakening. But I actually, I don't want to be negative, but I do think there's probably few and far between people who can do that. Mm. Um, and what I'm seeing is that people who are energetically sensitive, and, you know, and I'm, I'm not seeing millions of them or anything. I'm seeing some people who've taken it and who are energetically sensitive enough that they feel this possession within them and then that now they're in a battle which you can't win with fighting so they're in a battle to push the possession out by becoming so insoled that it gets pushed out but it's hard mm -hmm. you know that's why people go to shamanic practitioners because okay we all have attachments and things going on all the time because that's just like the kind of reality that we're you know we're in an inverted matrix that runs on those energies and frequencies and that ritual sacrifice which kind of underpins everything and so sometimes you need help and 
I do believe it's possible, but I believe it's it's a big old thing to push that out of your body because think of the momentum of this sacrifice. This mm. is, a, you know, okay, there's sac sacrifice, sacrificial stuff going on all of the time, but this is like a huge, 80% of humanity, maybe it's not that much, I don't know, certainly in the West, have partaken of this ritual sacrifice. That is a lot of momentum. Imagine if you went into an actual satanic sacrifice with your body how traumatized would you be you know you we know the kind of stuff that they do in there it's it's so it's such a huge perversion it would take years to get over that kind of trauma maybe lifetimes yeah, yeah. and and people are, are stepping into the sacrifice and they don't see it sacrifice because it's on the whole and an energetic one mm. but what i see i i you know i you know, you're obviously very sensitive, Denby. I can't tell the difference between um, different vaccines. And I think I'm just getting to a point where, like Tara, they're not affecting me mm -hmm. unless I choose to go into their field to give healing. And even then I'll set myself up. So it's not gonna, I can feel it more, but it's not gonna affect me. Mm -hmm. um, but I can certainly see a, it's like they're less, the, the lights are dimmer for me, for yeah. most people yeah. who've taken it. And and, we, and I'm, what I'm seeing with this new energy that's coming up is that they're speaking not like themselves and attacking people who haven't had it because there's a takeover going on. It's a professional it's takeover. So they're speaking, they're not even talking about their own words. They and talk like a marketing campaign. Huh? Yeah, the split we talked about as well, the two timelines, is like there's it's such that tears even bigger. It's like you're yelling from one side, speaking another language. Yeah. You can't communicate. But, but then what's coming out of their voices and what's in mm. their heads is even less of who they are mm. because yeah. a lot of the shadow work is about pulling out all the stuff that isn't you. You know, yeah. how much of what we think is us and how much of it is the inversions and the yeah. mind control and the, you know, the indoctrination and programming. So and, and now if you, you've allowed, if you've given your free will consent for this possession to come in, even if you were tricked into doing it or coerced into doing it, you gave away your, you know, you gave your consent and you gave, gave your body away to something that wasn't you, something other. And then it comes in and now it's working through you. It's using you. And I'm, yeah. I'm, sh I'm sure that every booster you take is just going to allow that more and more. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are some people who can rise above it but if you were that spiritually aware and energetically aware and your light was fully on why would you do that anyway yeah. there's something off there that you would take that in and um and believe that something outside of you could heal you yeah and that's a great so, point great point serena that, that, that's basically what i wanted to get to for both of you too is that um i've had only a few um other people who you know do light work say that um well i'm going to take the injection and i i admitted as well too i went i went through this phase of thinking well you know fuck it i'm strong i'm going to take this thing i'm going to transmute it and they're going to tell everybody how to do that and i mean i was just like that's your ego denby get over that <laughs> and you don't need to martyr yourself for humanity to try and even go down that you know that's not what you're you're, you didn't you didn't tick that karmic box for this lifetime but there seems to be a few people that and they've reached out to me and probably yourselves or other people too saying that you know well I'm not going to move from fear I'm going to take this thing because I know that I can vibrate myself above it and it's not going to affect me 
Um, and and I was like, okay, well, that may be your choice, and I respect that, but also feel into whether there's a bit of the wounded healer energy maybe making you feel like you have to do that on behalf of humanity. What, what's your take on that, Tara? I totally agree with you. Aren't we told sacrifice for the greater good? <laughs> how many how many generations have been had that drummed into their skulls? Mm. You sacrifice yourself for the greater good. That makes you a good person. You will go to heaven or whatever religious version thereof, and uh, and you you know you all will be forgiven and you'll be loved. Um, but on this dark earth, you know you don't. And we're we're really, I mean, that's what we're taught, right? Over mm. and over again. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, there are going to be lots of light workers or healers going, I'm going to sacrifice for the greater good one way or another, like that thought came to you. Mm. It's the old sacrificial wound in every single one of us. If we're a healer, chances are we've been doing this for lifetimes. I know I have. Mm. And you mm. go, OK, there's a, every every wounded healer wound there is has come up to be healed and needs to be healed, because otherwise I'm going to get stuck in the same fourth dimensional hell loop that we've been in for thousands and thousands of years where we go around trying to save the world and help others and sacrifice ourselves. And, and through sacrifice, you're just submitting to the perpetrators in the first place. You're submitting to the demons, to the ones that want the control of yeah. your power. Um, mm. And it doesn't matter which way you look at it, you're still doing that. Like you said, Sarita, one way or another, you've partaken in a blood sacrifice. You've got to partaken in a satanic ritual. Yeah. Now, on one level, that sounds incredibly scary, like satanic rituals. What for people who have not been aware of this? How, how do you work that one out? You know, and yes, there is mind control through this satanic ritual. That's, there's been mind control to get people to the satanic ritual and there's mind control continuing afterwards. And there is possession. That's what happens when you don't embody yourself. You're leaving your vessel open for others to embody you. And it's a bit like a dark alleyway, you know, did you have one of those dark alleys down the side of your house? You know, that's, it's like, if you don't, if you don't put stuff in it and you leave it empty, the wind will just blow all the rubbish in there yeah. and it'll constantly get full of crap. Other people's stuff, if you notice that, whatever space you don't occupy in your house, it will get full of other people's junk generally. Yeah. Can they store it there? You, you're right then. You'll, you'll get rats, you'll get rodents, you'll get other people moving in. You'll get squatters in your unused, unhabited place of your parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening. People are walking around. They're not switched on. They're not inhabiting themselves. They're not owning. They're not fully choosing life, full in spiritual embodiment on this level, on this earth. Therefore, big voids, big open gaps, big voids in people's hearts and souls. Mm -hmm. What's going to take over? The energy that says, okay, you don't want it. I'll have it. Mm. I'll control you. I'll power. I'll power through you. Yeah. You work for me. You're my slave. Mm. And that's what's been happening for a very long time. It's not new, yeah. but it's happening on mass. Everybody's, you know, because of the, the, the thousands of years of hypnosis and, and lifetime after lifetime to get here. I think some of us are just such old souls that we go, okay, I know this one. <laughs> I know how to get out of it. Now I've been around this 20 times already, you know, like, a, like the, What's that movie where they repeat the same thing again and again and again and again until finally 
Groundhog Day when you go, oh my goodness, now I know how to get out. I've I've done everything wrong so far 20 times. I think some of us have just got and we go, okay, this old chestnut. Okay, I've seen this before, right? Okay, now we know not what not to do. We know how to, to get through it. But not everybody's soul is in that place, maybe. Yeah. I think it's a soul journey thing. Totally. So okay, they're not at that place. They're at a di- they're at a different place. That's their that's their choice. Um, yeah. However, I also want to de demonize the demons. Not to say that you know I know the difference between right and wrong, good and bad. I've just been looking at pictures of Dante's Inferno. You know the seven seven layers of hell and going, yeah. oh, that's really interesting. Actually, I'm not going to go into that right now. But it's like. I've I've com- I've communicated with demonic energies, as I'm sure you ladies have many many times. I've communicated with beings that look like the devil himself, and asked questions. You know, had a chat, and it's like that energy. It's like you're going to give it up to to the god to the light, or you're going to let go of it and drop it and let it go and let it go and let it go. And in which case the guy underneath is going to take it up, right? The devil or God. Mm -hmm. And people usually give their power to one or the other. Mm -hmm. It's still giving up of one's power. If you ask me, it's still the same. You're Mm -hmm. still giving your power over to another man-made entity or an entity that exists and they're they're basically hoovers and they will hoover up what you don't want and repurpose it and you can take it back and say hold on a minute I didn't realize I gave you my power devil satanic ritual you know elites uh, entity that I've called god that isn't real god wherever we've given our power to you can reverse that because the, the, the devil himself has told me that. So if you want your power back, just ask me and you can have it. But with that power comes everything that you denied in yourself too. All of that lack of self-worth, all of that unlovableness, all of the shame, all of the guilt, all of that other stuff yeah. that the energies of either God or the devil have hoovered up for you because you were in denial of or didn't want to deal with it or pass the buck. You talked about responsibility earlier, Sarita. Pass the buck. I can't take responsibility for my light or for my shadow. I'm going to give it to those bigger entities. I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it away. Yeah. And so part of reclaiming your power, whether you're reclaiming your, your light or reclaiming, you know, what you've th- thrown away, your shadow, it, it is it is to take responsibility for it and say, okay, and can I love myself? And can I forgive myself that I thought I wasn't worthy? Can I forgive myself that, you know, I didn't want to be alive because I've been so traumatized and so abused and so controlled and I'm such a victim and I'm so weak and whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. Whatever the story is, whatever the wounding is, and to be able to own that too, and to say, I'm, I can love this. I can love this about myself. Yep. And therefore, sorry, devil, please forgive me. I've given you my power. And actually, I love you because you're just doing a job. You're not actually what I perceive you to be. Mm. Because that, and, and, and this is weird. I know this is going to freak people out. How can you say you love the devil? Because it's just a game of light and dark. It's all shadows and mirrors. It's it's all a mirror of who we truly are. Mm. And when you can love your, your own demon, look your own demons in the eye, look your own fear in the eye 
and say, you know what, I'm so sorry, I gave you such a hard time, or I was afraid of you, please forgive me, I love you, doesn't mean you have to say, okay, now we're going to be best friends, and you know, <laughs> you can have proximity, you can have conditional proximity to things, I love you, now go back home where you belong, right, leave me alone, <laughs> um, but, but you've got no, it's got no more power over you, you're no longer afraid, and it's like, it's, and it's that it's 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 DNA deep now, isn't it? Mm. That that devil in us is DNA deep. It's not just in our minds. It's not just in our nightmares. It's not just in the storybooks. It's not just in other people, because these people performing these satanic rituals have been doing it for a very long time. They're very good at it. And when I look at their souls, they are lost, lost children who were deeply traumatized lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime they've had their soul sucked out of them through their the possession that they were the possessed by and it's a it's a repeating cycle so i can't i don't know maybe i maybe i just go too far but i ultimately we it's about you know for me it's about forgiveness of self and therefore then others and to reclaim the power Sorry, if that was a bit of a rant, I don't know if that was. If that <laughs> I love was your rant. Well, you that. that was a great <laughs> rant. Great rant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and it's, I mean, that in itself, Tara, is the, you know, when I said before about the duality and just being the unity consciousness within yourself, I mean, that you just said that basically in different words because it's it's like especially from the, the shamanic perspective or working with earth earth-based practices it's all on the same spectrum it's just different ends of that polarity if you like and the mm. darkness i mean the devil is a you know a religious construct really and just that whole you know, dialogue that goes with that but the darkness is the void it's the mother and you know we go into the darkness to rebirth and to create etc and we work with that there's there's beauty in both so yeah, you can most definitely love all of that and you can get to that space of what you just said then. It's not weird, although there probably might be a few people that think that's weird, but hopefully not, um, that you've unified that within yourself. So you you can feel, and that's the 5D expression or even further beyond 5D of just allowing all of that to be there and not feeding into the constructs and the mind stories behind things and appreciating mm -hmm. that that everything serves a purpose, as you've been saying tonight as well that everything is there, everybody's got their, their path, everybody has their mission in life, and everyone's playing their role. Some are being beautiful light warriors, others are being complete, you know, unbelievable psychopaths, and that's all part of the game. And trust me as well, sorry, I just want to add this part, you know, it, it comes in, in in a very practical way, because even though I can love the darkness and love the entities in, and shadows in my clients and teach them how to do that. And I can do it in myself and my family members. I was still like, well, I wonder if, you know, if somebody was, uh, uh, you know, forcibly going to put a needle in my child's arm, would I be able to stand there and command the power of absolute love mm -hmm. and, and disempower that person and be, a, you know, and I almost thought I'm kind of bringing myself into the test ground to do this. And then of course, when, you know, last year when I learned about the the true scope of the paedophilia and the sex trafficking and the, and the torture, I, I don't even think torture is the word that covers it of what's going on uh, for children, the way that they're ritually, the, the way that the children have been part of the satanic ritual for a very long time and how big it is, I didn't realize the size of it. It wasn't new information, yeah. but there were details that I hadn't want to see 
previously to last year that then I saw. And I think a lot of us saw the same same information. And my goodness, did I have to go through and, and do a lot of healing on that one. It shook me to my core. And I was like, I am one of those people that didn't want to, if I knew it was happening, but I didn't want to see quite how deep it, it went. I didn't want to see the detail because I couldn't cope. Yeah. But that's not true because of course we can cope because it's not actually happening. It's not actually happening to me. Yes. I've had minor experiences in comparison to the torture that these children are going through minor ones, you know, sexual damaging and, 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 you know, that kind of thing, which I've had to love and heal in myself as well. Mm. But can I take it a step further and process and you know, that the darkness that I'm seeing, the, the trauma that I'm seeing and feeling as I, as I feel these the stories of what's happening to these kids, how am I going to process that? Can I love that? Can I heal that? Can I come through that? And can I have compassion and unconditional love for the perpetrator as I do for the child? Doesn't mean I want to hang out with them. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean I'm saying that what they're doing is okay. Absolutely not. There is a boundary, of course. Mm. But unconditional love, there isn't, there is no separation of right and wrong. There's love for everybody. You, you, you get breathed whether you're good or bad in this life. Yeah. You know, yeah. breath still breathes you, earth still gives you a body every day. Mm. That's unconditional. Yeah. Can I be, can I embody that? Can we heal what's going on in this world first by dealing with how it affects us internally and then by the projection that we see in front of us and extending that same love, that same healing externally to all beings concerned. Because mm. if we don't extend the absolute love and the light and the healing to those that are, you know, trying to get control over everybody, and really they're just the hoovers hoovering up everybody's unwanted power, right? If people are so easily willing to give it away, it's like throwing your money on the floor. There are going to be thieves. There are going to be people who pick it up. Is it, are they the bad guys for picking it up or did mm. you throw it away? You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Mm. But to, 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 when, when we deal with that trauma inside of ourselves and then bring that love and that healing to what we see around us, I think for me, I feel that that's the way through this. Mm. And it has to be. And I don't think it's about fighting Yes, we can sign petitions. Yes, we can say, no, that this is not okay and hold our own boundary. And I think we must do that and say, no, this is wrong. Mm. But ultimately, I think it's our own dance. It's our own dance with the devil and the divine inside of us, isn't it? It's to love and heal that and to, to unify that and to stop putting it into those dualistic terms and to realize it's, it's still, this, it all comes from the same source. And we are both, we're an expression of both depending on what we choose. And, and then to love and heal that which we see around us. And to do that as a collective, there must be more people on the planet doing it now together as part of the collective than ever before. Even if we're not exactly on the same page, but we're roughly in the same ballpark. Mm. I feel like this is massive. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been this many people so switched on to the love and the healing of all beings. And if more of us can do that, to own it and say, yes, I've got to heal myself first. Yep. And then I can help heal others. Yep. 
because mm. you can't help heal others unless you've done it yourself you don't it's, it's like trying to help someone climb a mountain you know let's go and climb Everest have you ever climbed Everest no I've read it in books though I've done a weekend course on it <laughs> like I'm not going to follow you up Mount Everest do you? <laughs> you, <know? Yeah. laughs> you you have to you have to have done the journey to exactly. be able to show others so if everybody was to take responsibility and do their own journey and get help of course by people like you Sarita and you Denby absolutely mm. and then once you've healed something in yourself you can see it in others and you can help heal others and I think that's the only way through I think yeah. that's what's happening I think it's happening too sister definitely and and it's 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 taking action because the the age of Pisces to me anyway was about you no know, um competition generally and then the age of uh, Aquarius is about collaboration and community and but in order for us to embody our full spiritual selves on all those different layers of self we've got to take action we've actually got to embody that and say this is the line in the sand and this is this is what as I said at the beginning of this how important mm -hmm. is my sovereignty to me and what am I prepared to do to keep it to claim it you know because nobody gives me nobody says oh you're free now you can go out and go shopping and go do whatever I'm like I am always free and I don't answer to an external authority like the, the, the grubberment, as I call them, or, you know, the health officials or whatever, you know, I am. The unhealth officials. The unhealth <laughs> officials, great. Have it's you like, seen the look oh, of those guys? They're the most unhealthy looking bunch of people. I know. You know. <laughs> they look like gargoyles and demons. Like it is, it, It's like a comedy sketch, isn't it? I mean, it really <laughs> is. Uh, oh man well I have some good news sisters because I did I was saying this before you popped on Tara sharing with Sarita that I did a, uh, a podcast with um, a couple of uh, Indigenous elders here this week and which was just such a privilege to speak with them They're the guys that are out in the desert and out in the middle of nowhere not on social media and I asked them lots of different questions and one of them was about the injections of course and and there's a lot of us that feel that once it's in your body that it, it, there's certain aspects of it or components of it that you can get out and other ones maybe not because we don't know what's in them for a start and also the connection between the umbilicus that we're noticing that the soul has been disconnected from the human there's all this distortion going on and um and he was just straight away this one beautiful um uncle otto said uh we have bush medicine. We don't need white man's medicine. We have a remedy. We can fix that. And I said, can you even, what about the soul being separated from the, from the human? And he says, we can fix that. We've got medicine for that. And I was like, awesome. Like I, I knew it, but it was just wonderful to hear. So I'm, I'm going to be speaking more with them and there'll be protocols around that, of course, and, and uh, ways that that information, that knowledge would have to be shared. But I mean, of course, they're so much older than he was actually saying that the Australian indigenous tribes are actually older than Africa. They're millions of years old from the dinosaur age. So of course they're going to know how to fix what, you know, these sorts of things that, as far as if you believe you no know, germs and parasites and viruses, et cetera. So, and also to reclaim the soul and they have medicine for that. So I was just like, oh, fantastic. That's great. I can't wait to share. I can't wait to find out and then share that with everybody. Hmm. Amazing yeah, stuff. I suddenly got in my head where there's a will, there's a way. It's right. like intention, isn't it? It's just that's <laughs> it. There's, you know, of course, we're, we're multidimensional, infinite beings of light. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's always going to be a way. Exactly. Um, oh. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and, in, and in the world of duality, if something can get broken, it can get fixed. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it makes sense. It stands to reason. Mm. 
And, uh, and of course, those bush medicines, I used to, my mum was a homeopath. And so she used to give, uh, she got really into the bush remedies when I was a teenager. I think they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And of course, anything that is actually physical and uh, physical medicine is also a spiritual medicine because whatever the tincture is of that plant, that plant has evolved over how many hundreds or thousands of years and has attracted spiritual energy and a conduit for certain kinds of spiritual energy and and transmutes a certain certain energy and a certain frequency through that plant or bark or whatever it is or soil and then makes it an ingestible form so when people talk about spiritual and practical i have to say it's like it's like a bushflower essence or you know a homeopathic remedy everything that is real spiritual is also fully practical and works on a practical level and everything that fully works and really heals on a practical level has you know its roots in total spirituality because spirit is very practical spirit breathes us into a body (sighs) that's my spirit right there being very practical Mm. <laughs> so there isn't actually a big separation between you know well is it pra- is it is it practical this spiritual information that you're sharing if it's not <laughs> real spirituality or real spirit exists to serve the physical They're like breath or light beaming onto this planet to to create life from her soil and soil itself might eat real soil go and eat real peat bog nutrient-rich soil it's got all the microbes it's got all the minerals all the elements that that brings you you know back into your nature and fortifies you as well there are so many the cures are everywhere really (laughs) of course they are i'm just thinking i haven't got i haven't got it here sorry I, i keep jumping in and talking so much i'm sorry no, I love it. It's great. Okay, I haven't got, I'm just looking whether I've got a little bottle with me, but I don't. But um, I went to Uluru at the beginning of, what are we in now, 2021, like last year, because um, I've been there quite a few times doing retreats and doing work with elders and, and spirit out there. And I went with the uh, intention of asking uh, for something to come through to help with all the shedding and the transmission that we were talking about early, Sarita, as well. Um Anyway, long story short, um, I've got a product now, which is actually bush medicine. It's 11 um, different herbs and spices, but they're all spagyrics. And it works on the bloodlines. And they showed me it was going to work on people who have had the injection and as well as people who haven't, but are experiencing those things that we know in the frequency. And it also works on the, uh, the blood in the physical body, but also the frequency in the bloodlines. So I've actually got that as a protocol that I'm selling now. So... Um, from this land and from this country so I'll message you guys and um, hopefully I'll try and get a bottle over to you it's it, things that I've sent overseas so far tend to go missing unfortunately but um, yeah. I'd love to get a bottle to both of you and um, have you use that in your practice with your clients and in your circles because it's extremely powerful stuff and um, that's what I'm offering yeah so final Thank words um, amazing I could talk to you guys for hours it's almost an hour and a half so I know it's getting late. Um, Sarita, do you have any final words of wisdom and, and encouragement for everyone out there? Yeah, I'm, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, with all of this stuff, the talk of the Luciferian and all of that kind of stuff, remember, we are all just um, expressions of source consciousness, having an experience, and we're all winding and weaving our way back to, to oneness, basically. So it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what your families choose to do or not do. Um, it's an experience. And, 
you know it's not it's not the end whatever happens you know mm. here in this in this lifetime and um just remember who you are remember that you are source consciousness having an experience so that's what i would say beautiful keep the faith <laughs> <laughs> beautiful darling and tara I would just say to people, just choose love as your reality, because love is your unconditional love is your true nature. It's who you truly, truly are, who you were born as, as a, as a spirit, who you were born as, as a baby. Mm. And you were born to receive. That's why the very first thing you ever did when you were born was receive a breath. You were given life and you received it. And so when we come back to our first nature, unconditional love and to receive this beautiful life, this beautiful gift, everything starts to make sense. Everything simple brings us back to, uh, you know, what, what makes sense. And all of that fear and doubt and confusion, all the craziness, all the insanity will just melt away. And you can live your life in that reality. That is your tuning fork for your frequency. And don't choose anything outside of yourself. Choose yourself, choose your breath, choose your heart, choose you, receive the gift of life. You, you will expand and grow beyond your wildest dreams in that state of being. So, so much love to, to everybody out there on that journey, mm. our brothers and sisters, and so much love to both of you. You're both such shining lights. Honestly, I just love and appreciate both of you so much. You're amazing. Same, darling. So much right back at you. <laughs> so thank you for being on this planet at the same time as me in this form to both of you. No, I just want to grab you and... <laughs> it's just uh, I'm so I'm so blessed to have connected with both of you and, and you're so generous with your time and, and all of your teachings and wisdom I'll include all the links to your amazing work in the description so people can hunt you down and get in touch with you and um, I'd love to speak with you guys again whenever time allows and yeah just so much love and gratitude for everything that you've shared today love you lots Mwah. thank you so much Denby thank you Tara pleasure we'll love talk soon